0: Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I promise you I'm ready. Uh, I may not start this one with the same energy because I've got a choice and the choice is to do it now. The choice is to do it now. I could do it later. I could have done it earlier, but that's what having choices is. I'm like, okay, I want I want to do it this way. I want to do it that way. I want to start the day. I don't want to start the day. I don't know. Some people like already. You're already at your desk. You're already uh, in your workspace. You're already in your in that mind space that you need to be in. Hopefully, and then here I come along saying you should have choices, or right, the day should be this. Let me tell you. You know where you are. You know who you are. You know what you got to do. Now you can listen to this. I'm not even about to give you this. For you to come down on yourself or where you are in your season, at your moment. That's not how this works. My name is Yalanta. Most people know me as that dryer buzz. Yes, right now there's a frog in my throat. These are the first thoughts of my morning. This is the first time I'm hearing my voice of the day. This is me after enjoying those few quick morning breaths. Deeply inhaling, understanding and finding that moment to be grateful. To know that I have been given another day. And something I can do I do consistently because we talked about wake up consistently something I do consistently is that I need a part of my day is to be able to have a conversation in the morning so that I can get some clarity. I need to be able to speak out loud and I want to do it in public I need to be able to do it with truth, honesty, and transparency and a little bit of hindsight, which ironically I'm coming to find out hindsight isn't certainly not twenty twenty because the last thing look. By the time you get all this wisdom, the one thing you cannot do is see. Okay, <laughs> somebody, somebody post y'all, y'all me, y'all. Let me tell you, some of y'all will post a meme to help us. Some of y'all will post a meme to scare us. Some of y'all be posting memes that's just downright dirty, talking about. Um, 20, can't wait to twenty twenty get here because it'll be the only time some people see twenty twenty. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, but that's the thing, because and, and sometimes we get to a point in life where some of us have seen too much already anyway. And I look at young people, and I used to work with young people. I don't have the courage to work with young people anymore. I love young people, and I wish I had the courage and the confidence to go back around some of these little souls. I love them to death. I love them. Um, but I worked with young people at a time when I needed young people when my children were coming through young people, and I needed young people to have some humanity about themselves. Today, I live my life with making sure I have choices not to be around young people because I'm like, I don't want to see them. I'm saying that not because they're any different than any other generation. It's just having come through so many generations and having the hindsight that I have, I know in this day and age, I will hurt somebody okay or they will hurt me it will come to that and in last night you know what I mean? and this is the thing about let me tell you something I'll tell you young people like we're in a time where um, a lot of us is not as gracious as people were with us see I'm again I want to give you the hindsight right I want you to take this hindsight and use it as foresight it's just a little bit of wisdom and it's not even all wisdom it's ex- just experiences because some of us have come through so many experiences and gained zero wisdom. And some of these issues might be me. I've gained a lot of wisdom because I was told, I was literally told in the words very early on that we're supposed to look at other people and learn from their mistakes, right? So this little group, they was up in the store last night. And they were trying to, I guess, buy the the new vape, all the vaping stuff. I don't know why they were not at a vape store. They was at the convenience store, inconvenience me because I was just simply trying to buy gas. And I'm thinking that's what you buy. But then apparently that ain't the that ain't the money maker at the gas station no at all, right? Um, owning the owning the real. See, here's the thing: y'all. we got to understand that the owning the real estate of everything is everything, no matter what the business is operating there. It's about the person who owns the real estate, but in order to match the lifestyle of those who own the real estate, those who run the property, uh, who run whatever the business is there, they lend themselves to the higher value products. And gasoline is not the one, okay? So that's why the gas stations don't sell just gasoline. They sell all this other stuff. So here are these young men. Apparently, they don't know it's 50,000 vape stores in the neighborhood, and apparently maybe the vape vape stores don't serve them, you know, but anyway, they were in there trying to buy all the paraphernalia and stuff, and the young man, and I guess they decided which one, he gives me the, excuse me, ma'am, and I'm already upset because I don't have to stand there, all I need is my gas, and you got both apparently there's such a markup on these products that both of the cashiers was trying to make the sale. One of them let the other one just take over his register. Okay, Can you come take over his register so I can get my gas? Because they, they, they know y'all, y'all trying to do this with Ms. Highly, highly Judgmental up in here because you know she's going to turn around and ask us to make sure y'all are the same. Because you know, they knew I'm I'm that person in the neighborhood. I'm like, is this? It, first of all, is everything here in Copa City? First of all, I only come to this gas station because I know I'm safe up in here. But y'all ain't told these young men who I had never seen before who are in here ready to experiment and go down the road of vaping, whatever, uh, they were trying to make the purchase of the machine and the sticks and all this. They had one who apparently had the hindsight of this, and the other two, w- was one was supported, the other, and the other one looked like he needed a hit like right now. So I'm letting them get that purchase done because I need them to get the hell up out of my gas station so that I can see which direction they're going so I can tell whoever mamas I need to tell or whatever. But then they proceed to bring me into the conversation. Hey, ma'am, I'm sorry, excuse me, ma'am. And then goes, this is the question he asked me, and I, and I, I don't understand. Hold on, I'm looking around for something to drink because I didn't, I did not, I have not. Uh, I got some juice. Okay, so he proceeds to ask me for a quart. Cor- Excuse me, ma'am. I thought he was gonna ask me which one to use. I'm gonna tell him neither one. I don't want to mess up the sale because I want my, I need my, I need my local safe station to make that profit. I'm like, you know, I'm stay out of it, you know, because usually they will bring me in. These are my guys, right? They keep me safe. I bought them back ass. They know me. I know them, right? And um, he goes, young man, and they they obviously done decided which one um, because they they were were multinational. And so the one that looked like me, they figured, you asked, right? Excuse me, ma'am. He proceeds, to say, can I have a quarter? No. That's all I No. First of all, you stopped me on my way out after I finally got my gas. Excuse me, ma'am. And I'm thinking, even asking about all of it, I'm like, I'm trying to get out and not mess up. So, can I borrow a quarter? And I, I did, huh? No. And I went on to the car. So then, two of them proceeded to come out of the store, and the gentleman who does the sh- um, shutdown process closes up the store. They proceeded to ask him, now, now I'm in full mommy mode, or I'm in full semi caring neighborhood. I'm like, what do you need to, uh, listen to me, the park. What do you need a quarter for? Who needs a quarter? And he said, "Man, we just try. He's trying to explain to me now because he know I don't fully judge." And so I'm a little guy that does the shut down. He he reaches in his pocket trying to get him a quarter, and I'm like, "This first of all, it just does not make sense. First of all, you buy something you ain't got no business buying uh, because it is addictive. They now have the disclaimers on that. This vapor stuff and now has nicotine in it. You gonna be addicted to it?" And then he's reaching in and giving a quarter, knowing, looking at me like, you know I'm going to have such, you know, you know I don't know why y'all doing this in front of her, because next she's going to come in here tomorrow, she's going to preach to us. I'm not even going to preach, I am not a preacher. I ain't in nobody's poor Peter. I ain't going to say nothing. I'm just going to, the only thing I'm going to say, listen, all y'all can't go trying to make that sale. Whatever profit margin on that stuff, fine. I get it. I get it. And I, hey, I'm not that one. I ain't that saint. Okay, yeah. But, don't make me wait. Don't make me wait. And particularly, don't make me wait around young men trying to satisfy some kind of addiction. Nick T is an addiction, okay? So, don't make me wait behind young people who can't make up their mind and clearly don't have enough money. Need a quarter. <laughs> All right? That's going to be my thing. Get me in. Get me out. One, my car's sent out there vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. Understand. I'm wrong. That was story time here at the beginning. Okay, so you know, about 15 minutes into this thing, how long you want to stay. We're going to come to this full-on clarity. The moment it's going to come through It is not scripted. The only thing I have is I meditate a little bit because I need to start with a word. And the word I wanted to start with today was choices. I woke up with choices, so I said, wake up choices. Let me tell you, we have enough days. There are enough days in our lives that we won't. Let me take this sip. Live long enough, you're going to have enough days in your life that you're going to do things you don't have a choice about. I had a choice last night. I sat, at the, I sat when I got off the exit. I sat and I chose whether or not I to buy my gas tonight or buy my gas in the morning. I said, well, if you don't go ahead and get this gas, you're going to disrupt all your choices, whether you choose to do something else tonight or how you leave the house tomorrow. I don't want to leave the house tomorrow having to go to the gas station because I had already used up the choice of driving on the last little bit of gas I had, going into the city and coming back. And I said, now, you know, you might want to go make some runs tonight. You might want to do something in the morning, you know, all these choices. It's going to impact your choices if you don't choose well right now. So I went to the gas station last night. Now I have the memory of dealing with our young people. And the only thing I'm going to do is just talk about it. I'm going to talk about the parents. I, I know having, I was um, back in the day, what did they call it? They changed the names of it, but um, I coordinated a lot of the youth activities in Southwest Atlanta um for a group that was involved in the community at the time so and I mean, so I know I know beyond the fact that I raised four of them seen it all heard it all done it all all that kind of stuff um but beyond that, I took on the responsibility of coordinating. Uh, a lot of things that went on in our neighborhood from dealing with the school board and the schools and, and uh, every level of leadership and authority, every level of leadership and authority uh, that has to interact with our youth so that we could raise healthy children. I've been there. I've done that. Nobody can get on here and talk about it more than me uh, or or. or or say I, nobody can say I can't talk about it. I'll put it that way because I can. And I only talk about those things of which I can because I have those choices and life has been trying and, trying and trying to pull me back into dealing with these youth and I don't want to. I want the choice not to, but we cannot enjoy life if we don't think about or work or engage with our young people. And having young people, having raised young people, uh, and what the way I wanted the world to treat them, I try to be that person. And yes, I had to quickly say no to that young man about a quarter because first of all, he needs to understand that I'm already vulnerable. And to even show that I might even have cash on me, and me handing you a quarter keeps me in a space which in this city right now, no matter whether you find a safe one or not, you should not engage with young women, and I'm not that particularly young, or any matter of woman, uh, or anyone for that matter, uh, in a place that is now at the top of the list of being vulnerable for a person to let down their guard. And so giving you even a quarter requires me to go back and unlock my vehicle, which I don't plan to do till I get ready to leave, because uh, I have already gone through the, going through the motions of being safe in this environment, um engaging with you any time longer than I need to unlocking my vehicle when I don't need to 'cause I need to sit in there and pump my gas right, and apparently you know it's for y'all trying to satisfy your your addiction you ain't even come up say man, let me get that for you no you ain't you ain't sending me pay for why is my hand real? Did I keep my hand in my hair okay you ain't um tried to pay for the gas you ain't offered to pump the gas you ain't you ain't offered me nothing you but you want my quarter right. We go through life, y'all. This is how we go through life. We're at this point. We're not off. We're not. We, we are getting more and more to a point where we are nothing to each other. Now, I'm only going to say that because that is not a, It's not all of us. It's not even a lot of us, but it's, it's the most of what we see. And one of the reasons I decided to become a media outlet or a storyteller or somebody that talks about these things is simply because... We see so much of it. We don't really get the alternative, mind you. In the twelve years, fourteen years, what, what is this? Fourteen years. I have gone to that gas station. I've probably had. I can count on one hand, less than a hand, of things, experiences that I would have walked away and had to talk about or had to warn somebody about. It's it's the same thing. I'm not trying to be water film on the news. Thing. Well, you know that would never happen in my community because it happens. It happens in places, but because I'm concerned, because if people say that, oh, this is the gateway, because, you know, once they get that little gadget, they can put all kinds of stuff up in there, right? And we know that part of that gadget now has become, I'm talking about the little all y'all and the vapor things, never mind the fact that, and I don't mean to scare you, just trying to prepare you, never mind the fact that they're talking about there's a rash of um, lung disease now that's going on, going on around, because Again, people in their desire for these profit margins, and and it's about to become, you can hear that my my other device is logging on, and we're going to try and make this a two-way conversation. Meet me over on the, well, I'll see where y'all, I'm going to meet y'all, I'm going to meet y'all where y'all are. How about that? Let me meet you guys where you are. I'm going to stop over here on Periscope. If you want to listen to this, but you want to do some other things on your phone, then Periscope is that app. Because you can turn on the podcast, which is live right now. Hold on. Oh, I'm getting a notification that my other my other phone is using my ID. And it done, like, shut down. It What happened? It done shut it down. It's like, no. Okay, Apple. Wait a minute now. It don't want to let me log on. Okay, well, anyway, we'll let that key charge. It's still charging. So, anyway... So I um, was saying all that say is, what was I saying? I stopped because I got notifications everywhere when I tried to log on the other device. But, oh, one of the things is we see so much of the bad things that we really think that that's the way, that's the way it is, and that's not. But we have to talk about those things. If you, if you desire to say, like, I, I have a desire for that not to happen again and for not to become a pattern. Right. Because that is just that one time, because first of all, all of our young men, y'all should know. And, and we don't want to have to say to our young men, you shouldn't be it shouldn't be like four and five of y'all in a group. Right. Cause in certain places you go, there are laws against that. Right. Which sets up this thing of called probable cause for you to be then uh, interrogated in some manner. And most of our young people don't know how to respond in those things. Um, But and I was also talking about the fact that this particular store, service place I go to from a gas service station, they were knowing what the profit margin was on the gas and the profit margin on selling this, this, these vape things. Clearly, those that's what had a higher profit margin, so they got all their attention, and and that's what happens in. Yesterday, uh, I was at, you know, guys, I went, if you follow me, I went out to the Facebook training. And I go simply because I need some great takeaways. I need to keep up with what, you know, you always want to know if Facebook is number one, y'all. Even though people say nobody on Facebook, it still is number one. And they try to make sure number one. They have finally uh, either leveled out or surpassed YouTube, right? Because folks at Google don't know what the hell they're doing right now. They've screwed up search. They um, screwed up, they they just screw-ups over there. They just screw, they absolutely screw ups, okay? And if you look at the leadership at Google, you like, damn, they don't Google nothing them damn selves, okay? So they just screw. I'm like, they Google people at Google will get in front of you. Now you um, you like, man, they could have Googled that, right? They don't even Google the dance. Well, let me tell you, them Facebook people tell you in a minute, look, if you want to know something about Facebook, you better go to the blueprint. And they'll tell you, we go to the blueprint. Facebook people, Facebook, okay? But as much as people want to say all these other apps and this kind of thing, you know, you might use all that other stuff. But the the data shows that everybody has a Facebook. Everybody has a Facebook. And so I go just to see what Facebook focus is going to be because they'll tell, they're telling, you know, they have three different levels of, of, users right they've got you know the developers people who develop stuff and you want to use Facebook connect Facebook to it they've got you know the business community and then they've got the consumer um those who just use it as as an escape and you know that's what you do um uh, so you better know no matter what people, platform people say they're on or think they're on they all got Facebook so I went to the training and some of it was repetitive and that's okay because you need to hear stuff repetitively, because even no matter where I go, every time I get these takeaways, and what I was thinking as I went to each of the sessions yesterday, you know, and I said, people just want attention i said we we have all these words, we have all this language of which we." try and call and identify things, but for the most part, it's all about attention, and guess what, everybody wants attention, before I went live, before this post, you're like, damn, how she got this post, and then she got this great podcast, because that's the duality of our world, we we are on, we on one extreme, full spectrum, we're a full spectrum, those young men at that store, full spectrum, everybody's on the spectrum, and you just have to identify where they are, because guess what, Everybody wants attention. Can I tell you something? Everybody deserves attention. Let me write that down. Attention. Choices. Attention. We all want it. I want your attention right now. And I don't even want your full attention, which is why I say, okay, go listen on Periscope. You can go into another app and still hear. Go check it out. I didn't go live on YouTube because that ain't doing over taking my numbers down. It's like live on YouTube. It ain't a thing unless you promote it and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm I'm not promoting that right now. So I'm not live on YouTube. If the, the one or two people that were catching it live over there, you'll catch it on demand. Um, I'm live on Facebook. I'm live on the Dryer Bus page. I'm live on if you just want how to get out of bed. How to get out of bed has a page. Uh, also, as a reminder, we did not do Leading Women podcast on yesterday because I was actually with Leading Women and I wanted to take uh, that particular session. And it was absolutely awesome and amazing. It's went well. There were sessions all day. The particular one I was in were um, three women talking about how they're rocking the marketplace. Let me tell you, y'all have not looked in on that marketplace. I know it was always that tab. And this is the thing Facebook, they will put the tab, take it away, add the tab, take it away. That's how Facebook was they add live stream, take it away, add, they always add stuff and then take it away. They see, they add it, and then they, they realize they're not getting the most benefit out of it, which is the data, which is all Facebook wants. They just want the data. They don't even really want the money. The money is coming, you know, coming through Facebook, but the money comes through having the control in the data. It's like the pinky in the brain. What are we going to do today, pinky? Same thing we do. What are we going to do today, brain? Same thing we do every day, pinky. Take over the world. That's the data is the world. Want will take over the world. America, I laugh when I think about America and technology, y'all. And if you, if you, if, whether you have traveled or not, and I have not traveled to all these different places, but I have had a window to the world for a very long time. You have it on your phone, and I love how you have that phone and you have not gone out. Like I was telling you about these videos, like I'm live right now, so is somebody else that's a hundred thousand miles away. They're live. In space. They are, I mean, literally, like, live in space watching how they are creating that, I mean, watching, monitoring that hurricane. They are live. I attend a, I attend a film workshop. People are going to film workshops at their library. You have waited 25 years for them to host a film workshop at your library so you can finish your documentary. Honey, I've been watching live film classes uh, from Asia In all those different places for five years now, okay, longer than that. Hell, we went live. We uh, broadcast. One of the first live streams and live podcasts we did wasn't even for anything in America because America's like, "Uh uh-uh, what is that? That's all right. We're going to go live from Carnival. Sent a guy over there. He went live. We all broadcast. I remember producing it, you know, I, I mean it. Running the uh, technology side of it, and the chat rooms, the you know coding, all that stuff, getting it all up on all the websites, right from my home. And uh, yeah, I was mad that I wouldn't didn't get to travel with it, but somebody's got to be somewhere where the internet is. like. There are a lot of people like drivers. Can you come to the event? I can't because it it wouldn't be beneficial because I can't. There's no connection at the events. You know, it's like I I've go I've gone to events and I'm like I'm gone. I got to have a, I got to have a good connection, right? I got to have my phone. So anyway, and once that doesn't work, I I can't even think, I can't even process being somewhere and I can't tell the story or I can't share, it, right? So because everybody wants attention, everybody wants attention. So choices, you got to have, you got to wake up with, I only have two things on this page there. And oh, I was talking about the Facebook one. They had the three women there that are rocking the marketplace. They, they put some on that marketplace, and it's so one of them, uh, and I, I did a live stream on this. I love the fact that things are, I'm mad and I'm bitter about the fact that some of this stuff has finally become normalizing. That's the word. Somebody, uh, has, we've been saying that a lot lately, and it's because we're in that time of catching up in America, normalizing, right? We are so behind in this country. And I know people want, still want to think we are a leading nature. We are not. We're so behind. We're so, so, so behind. People are still afraid of robots. You can go to other parts of the country and other parts of the world and, and never, never interact, engage with a person. Um, it's just, it's insane how behind we are. But anyway, so talk about normalizing um, choices, attention, normalizing. There was a lady, three ladies that they had. And what first, the first workshop they had was small biz. They have, they pull a couple people locally, talk about how they're using Facebook, how Facebook, literally, they wouldn't have a business without Facebook because basically they came online, had a conversation. Some people, you know, love the fact that it's like, we have a choice to offer you this or to offer you that or to do this and, and getting that instant feedback um, they've been able to build amazing businesses here. And many of them will tell you they would not have their businesses if it wasn't for Facebook or other platforms on social media, and more particularly Facebook. And one of the reasons we're talking about Facebook, because in local, when you're dealing with local, um, Facebook is that platform for local. So you might be rocking on other apps and things like that. But when it comes to local, and, and you know, we did um, – in 2000, from 2014, 15, 16, we particular, we went hyper-local because I couldn't go nowhere because I was taking care of mom, right? So I did a lot of hyper-local things, like many right particularly in my county. We went county, like couldn't go country, couldn't go national, went county. And of all the apps that we were on and put it, pushing out content, it was the Facebook, it was Facebook app that. It was Facebook, basically, where a person would if I would go live and that person would walk in the door simply because they saw it on Facebook or whatever app they saw it on because they were local. And over the time I remember when we first started, um, we promoted as local, but people said, no, you know, talking about sponsors and things like that. They were like, no, we we need national. And I'm like, well, hell, we started internationally. We started internationally. Nobody knew on the local scene. We only became local because I had to go out because people had an international interest in Atlanta. Therefore, I had to go out and cover some of the local stuff because of the international interest in it. Right. Not the person down the street or up the street around the corner. They didn't they didn't know. They weren't even online. They couldn't even get online. OK, didn't even want to be online. But internationally, people were looking in. And so I became the voice of Atlanta for an international audience. That's why Atlanta is an international city. And those other places, far more much advanced than America, um, it, was, it was normal to, if you were getting ready to travel someplace, you go online and learn all you could about it. Atlanta was still trying to you know keep technology segregated because Atlanta is stupid like that, right? Still stupid like that. Stupid to this day. It's some stupid stuff going on that I learned about Atlanta yesterday. Atlanta is stupid in that manner, right? Whole world. I mean, even in, and let, can I tell you, Atlanta is the epitome of stupidness and it only spirals around the state and gets worse. I'm just saying, I can I can say that because I've lived here all my life and it's a shame how closed-minded people are in this city, even though it is an international city. It's an international city because if you come here and don't deal with the stupid people that run the cities, um, you can get a whole lot done. And I, I was in a—let me talk about choice because it's a choice, right? I was inter, in, intertwined with some folks uh, that just got here, okay, and, and, some, and many who are thriving here, and I'm like, they ain't a bit more concerned about who is in politics. They ain't a bit more concerned about when the election is they just not a bit more concerned because they have such a worldly view and they they're more concerned about who's sitting at the table at the United Nations and in larger places yeah you got you know yeah we we cuz here's what they do they just throw some money here throw some money there whatever the legal limits are and like okay you know but it really isn't about and, and I know cuz I they they asked me they, I'm like, why do I get these questions? You should see, you should hear some of the questions I get about the leadership in these different places, you know, and they, and and it's funny too because, one, because they can't vote, you know, and so they depend on the people who can vote to make these decisions. And one, because the people who want votes is always begging them for money. If y'all can hear the conversation about the people in this, in this city, in these cities and these counties in Georgia, asking the people, asking the unbothered people for money. Like, apparently, once one person came out of office of mayor and was trying to figure out their next move, they met with these billionaires. Now, y'all know, I'm not trying to drop names. I'm trying to drop game. The first thing you got to do with any kind of political office, you got to figure out who's going to finance that thing because most politicians, you know, they're either broke, and if they do get their hands on a good piece of money, they're going to be indicted <laughs> or investigated right what you mean you finance your own campaign who does that how did you do that right so first thing they do is they go asking the wealthy the wealthy the people who make wealthy people wealthy put it that way there are people who make who create wealthy people okay uh there's no word for how much money they got anyway so they were upset because this particular politician was already asking for money. And they were like, you don't even know how you're gonna come through all these troubles you got, but you want money. Because they know that alongside representing the people, they keep these channels open by which the wealth flows. And so in, in order for the channels to continue to flow through Georgia, because all along those channels, everybody's eating. Everybody's eating, so you gotta be mindful uh, the one extreme from this, side, but sometimes when you see these people pull out, when you see these people leaving, like they're going to other states and they're going to other countries, which is a lot happening. You can't do never call. like, damn, we got some stupid leadership, right? When you see the leadership say, man, we, this money's been sitting over here. We got to let people know about this. And the deadline is yesterday. To get this money, right? And they don't set on it all this time and therefore, okay, the foreclosure rate is going to a quadruple because somebody didn't disseminate the fifty thousand dollars that everybody who was underwater could have had to bring themselves um, you know, up on right side their right side their boats. You know, you had that president used to talk about all the tide the tide rises all boats. Well he's in a yacht right now. And I wanna I wanna see what he take off. I'm up let me, you got you, you. can buy a yacht right now, okay, Mr. Former President. I want you to get in a dinghy and, and, and in the canal next to the yacht and y'all both take out. Let them work. I, I've seen I, I've experimented with this, right? And you're sitting there and you watching all these boats rise because what they do in the channel, they open one end going out into the larger body of water and then the channel. So they, they close the gate and they open the other gate and the water come rushing in and the and You know, this is a man-made tide, and the boats start to rise, right, okay? Well, you're a little bit worried about that yacht sitting next to you because it's going to take off, and it's going to create a tide all its own, right? So, yes, you know, the water raises, but let me tell you, look at the people that are being pulled out of the attic right now when that surge came in. Right. There were those who were able to, evac; had the choice to, OK, ooh, it's going to storm next month. Let's go live two months somewhere else. That's a whole lot of choices. Then let's go. Anybody got the axe so we can so we can get out of the attic. Right. Choices. Right. Now, mind you, they all had the choices of education. They all had the choices of technology. All, everybody had all those choices. But everybody also had these sources that say well, you can't do this. And you can't do that. Uh, we're not going to put this over there. Your library is not going to look like that. Your school's not going to have this, that, and the other, right? But yet, you know, it's all about choices. It's all about choices. I woke up today and I was excited. And I was like, well, dang, do I call this wake up excited? I woke up excited because I had a couple choices today. Didn't have to push the panic button and, and and all those kind of things. It's like, whoa, I could podcast. I could do it now. I could do it later. I got to do some other recordings. I got a deadline to record some other stuff. Choices, right? And I'm looking at this video, and I'm looking at people that were pulled. I think this was either Bahamas and. So it was something so scary about the color of that water. I'm like the storm surge. Like you kept hearing when the storm was coming about for people to be mindful of the storm surge. Be mindful of the storm surge. And there are certain places that they had to build. Like when they went back to New Orleans, they had to. Only way you were allowed back in your home is you had to raise it up. And I'm like, that's a choice. Like, dang, who finances that, right? And I'm looking at it. I know everybody saw the video of the people being pulled out of the attic. Well, you, I didn't even realize that that was the procedure for if you don't leave a hurricane, to go into the attic and take the axe and, and all the other stuff you're supposed to have in your attic and come through the roof and then you rescue, if if rescue off of your roof. Or go up there to the storm surge, go down. It's like, I can't even imagine. Now, I can't imagine it because I, unlike many, uh, prior to all of this stuff happening, it just happened to be in some research that I did of a young man who went on to become somebody very well-known, uh, talked about his experience when his town was intentionally flooded, right? I'm mean, like, oh, they do that. See, this is the part about knowing your history. Several towns, okay. A lot of you, a lot of you on dry land. A lot of you that enjoy the wetlands. Uh, those were flooded towns. Those were towns where. People made the choice we're gonna flood that town so we can save this town. There's a reason or you know, the river used to be used to have this natural business, natural curve. Oh, we're gonna reroute the river. We're gonna save the, you know, there's a reason why and most people are discovering this now, thanks to the sixteen nineteen um conversation. Most people are discovering the Atlanta traffic traffic plans. My daughter tagged me in a video and I said, Girl, I said, wait a minute, hold up. And I had to let her know because she I was apparently paid no attention to what her mother has done all this time. I said, okay, so you never went to mommy's site when we were doing a site called I-20 Justice when we were doing we were studying uh, researching and distributing the stories of all the things that happened along I-20. There's a reason why I-20 is the way it is. Okay. Now I-20 takes you from coast to coast. It go and it might the name may change, but you can start I twenty in South Carolina. You come into Georgia. As soon as you hit Georgia, I twenty takes you, it splits Georgia, okay, got to the north, you have a north side and a south side of of that, right, Uh, you come on down there, everybody want, everybody want, some people want it all right now, come on through Georgia, I-20 gonna take you right on through Alabama, take you right on through Mississippi, take you right on where you can turn and all that kind of stuff, and take you on to Louisiana, and it changes, and and take you on through Texas, you know, it's that highway, but if you'll notice, as you travel the highway, some of it is, is, a straight grid. They weren't. They weren't trying to divide up everybody. You get to Georgia. They're like, oh no, it don't going straight here because you're gonna you're gonna disrupt. You know the people we want to have humanity. We're gonna go to the people we want to disturb their humanity. We want them to have less of life. So we to our I twenty is like damn. It's supposed to go east. Sometimes that sucker going north, south, east, west, northwest, southwest, southeast. I'm like it's supposed to go east. Why the heck is the day gone compass changing so? Oh, but well, they didn't want to disturb some people. And people used to get herself, I mean, because every time, like, we used to go to Fulton County Stadium and see Atlanta, Fulton. We used to, back in the day, you didn't just say Atlanta, you just say Atlanta, Fulton County. Now, I, I used to love baseball, and I stopped going to baseball, one, because I needed to protest that sucker. And I love, y'all, I love baseball. I love baseball, but getting to my age, you have to witness a lot of heartbreak and a a lot of heartbreak. People who want to entertain themselves in the city, they cause a lot of heartbreak. They cause a lot of heartbreak. They just simply cause a lot of heartbreak. And I remember, uh, going back to my grand, my grandparents, um, my generation's grandparents, your generation's grandparents is a whole nother matter. My generation grandparents, the silent generation, um, we don't want to call them the silent generation, man, because they were forced to be silent about a lot of stuff. But I remember my, one of my best girlfriends, her grandmother had a house, uh, across the street from Folter, Atlanta, Fulton County Stadium. Now, mind you, I went to a lot of baseball games, but sometimes we used to just want to go, let's just go sit on the porch because you can hear there's a sound outside the stadium. Hell, I was live streaming the sound outside the stadium uh, all last week when the when the uh, Nationals was in, the White Sox and the Nationals was in town. I just love that sound. I listened to sports on the radio. Um, but there was something about growing up and, and being able to sit on the porch and hear that. I mean, you can hear the, you could hear the. The bat hit the, you can hear the sound of the home run, the roar of the stadium, right? Because it was an open air stadium, okay? But then they realized we can't get enough people in the stadium. We need to add, we need to expand the exit. Well, sp- expanding the exit meant, well, like, we we don't want to, we don't want to put, we don't want to build up. We can disenfranchise that. We can, mar- we can go and marginalize the people more. Let's just take this royal houses and make this exit wider. Let's just destroy uh, these people that have been in their houses 60, 70 years. Let's just uproot them so that we can get more into the stadium. And then, in fact, for that matter, even though the 1963 Atlanta Magazine says that this particular stadium should last for centuries, let's just tear it down and build a whole new stadium. Let's just encroach on everything over here, right, for our entertainment or to entertain or to reach whatever profit margin we need to reach. So now when you look at the area, you're like, okay, well, damn, what used to be here? Uh, it used to be a stadium and it used to be a whole bunch of houses. It used to be a neighborhood. It used to be amazing, an amazing neighborhood. Sometimes I go over I there, can't, I can't tell where I am because all of the, uh, the, uh, uh, um, everything's gone. Everything, everything's like gone, you know, it's like, wait, I used to take a left at, or a right at, or a, it's just gone because they had this grand scheme of plan. They, That plan is probably still, it's still coming. One day, well, actually, as a matter of fact, um, where the stadium used to be, there's now this tower of, of residential um, because that's the great investment. That's the only investment right now in the city that is turning an amazing profit. But even as they those people in their tower look over, At that real wide exit going nowhere that used to be this row of houses where it was people who had just worked so hard. And you love seeing them own that block, you know. And uh, now I think part of it is a parking lot for the shuttle, for the people to be shuttled in uh, 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 half a mile, which all of them need to be walking anyway, half a mile uh, to City Hall and those kinds of things, right. So, and they had no choice. They had no choice. They had no choice. They 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 took their land, gave them less money. They broke their heart so much, to the point that many of them didn't live long after that. So they don't have to worry about it. Then their ancestors, they broke their heart, and you know what you know what happens over broken. Heart? You know, many people die of broken heart. They died. You, t- you took their land, you took the house, you know, you took what they worked so hard for. And let me tell you, to be a black person. And to work hard, to own something in this city in that time, yeah, you broke that heart. I, I, I saw a whole generation fade away from a broken heart after being moved around and shifted around. My grandparents, my mother, my, my maternal grandparents. Um, our lives started in a new neighborhood simply because of the traffic plan. a traffic plan that still don't exist, still never, never came to fruition Um, took their, took their home, took their land. They had to go and restart, which is why you have this couple of original black neighborhoods. If you, if you go to an original black neighborhood that's outside of downtown Atlanta, uh, it's probably because they were disenfranchised because the majority of like the Grady Curve, the reason why you like, man, there's a bunch of traffic at the Grady Curve, but you don't, you never see an accident. Those are because you can't get through the spirits. (laughs) They out there blocking traffic. Wave to them. Hello. Let them know. I don't even drive the Grady Curve. I get off. Let me tell you. I don't drive that. I get off. I get off before the... I don't even... I try my best not to go. I check GPS. And I don't care if GPS says even clear. I know. Them spirits is there. I'm gonna like... Let me just go. On, okay? Let me just... Let me go. Because most of them... That would die of the broken heart in the hospital at the Great October, because you done stole their land, stole their house, disenfranchised, marginalized. Listen, people don't want us to be get to ancestors. There are people right now saying, why on earth? This is why there's no other movie. There was no movie to follow Black Planet, but Black Panther. Because Black Panther reminded you of your ancestral worship that you need to have. Nobody wants black people to have ancestors that's something called that they call excite the negro. It's in the documents coming out of Washington, D.C., you're not to excite the Negro because if you ever get back to ancestral worship, if you ever get back to looking back so that you know how to proceed ahead, some folk going to be messed up because you're going to start thinking for yourself and recognizing the choices you have. So we lost a generation. and This is just in my city. This is just in Atlanta, okay? I'm, I'm not even talking about all of I-20. I'm, I'm like, I don't know why. We, we, we stopped doing the website because we folded it in because of um this was at the time social all these social media platforms were coming. Before the social media platforms, we only had one or two and so everybody had their own website. So we had dryer buzz, we had I twenty justice, we had um what's the Atlanta one? Atlanta events. We had uh find black dot I used to love find black dot I know right now everybody's like trying to find all the black businesses. Well we had we had a site twenty years ago called Find Black Diabetes. Um, I'm like, why do I not have that domain anymore? And I might say I had a domain because there's still a whole bunch of domains out there re-registering themselves on there. But we had that, and it was, basic, it was basically a database. I was a database queen. Honey, I had a database for everything, and a database is basically simply a database is what a, run, a websites run on write all that information, and you could go to the, these various databases and pull up all this stuff. Somebody had to archive this stuff because black people hadn't thought that we need to keep those, these databases. And then, I, and then like, like every other innovator, had to abandon that uh, technology because people just weren't ready for it, still not. Uh, but anyway, so that's what's going on in the grid. You weren't like, why is there traffic on the grid? It's cursed. It's, it's curved. Like, like, first of all, a highway should be on the grid. Why does it curve? Why does it curve? And a friend of mine, a uh, mentor, told me every curve is uh, segregation. It curves. There's a reason why the North Highway don't go just straight north. It curves because, because of racism. And when you, let me tell you this. When you, whenever you hear somebody say, or whenever you fix your mouth to say, why, how come black people don't? Uh, the answer is racism. Okay? I mean, it is. And, and, then, and then add to that in public, right? Because mainly it's not done in public. It's done because, hell, we are some amazing people. I can only speak because the brown on my skin don't come off. It don't wash off. It don't wear off. It's there forever. God chose it, and I'm so thankful for it. Except I got this red, which means I obviously slept on my hand because, you know, my hair is red, and it bleeds, so... My hand is red. Oh, you know what? I was trying to hold that. I told y'all about my hair chronicles, right? Trying to hold that scarf on. Somebody, I need, I need, I got to figure out a way to wrap my hair and this thing stay on. Because I'm like, and I'm not a wild sleeper. I'm that person. I fall asleep. I stay that way. But this scarf, the silk thing y'all got me doing to, to this hair. And it's like, and then I, I'm so close. What's the day? I'm so close to go and get, I need a, I need, my daughter wants me to get a tapered, but I'm like ready to shave it off. I'm telling you, but my hand is red, which means I kept my hand in my hair last night because that's the only place it's like my hand, my hair is my hair in my head. So anyway, uh, I must've slept on my hand, but anyway, I got distracted. And if somebody said, Oh, thank God she got distracted because she's saying too much. But I mean, this is what it is. In history, history, know your history. What was I saying? I don't even remember. Because I'm, I'm like, oh, I was talking about being black. Um, because, but still, wake up with choices. You wake up with choices. Your first choice is knowing. I don't even have anything written down. Uh, except for choices, attention, and normalizing. Those are three bold, three bold statements because a lot of the things that have, that have been normalized um, needs to be undone. Undo. What are you going to undo? Have a choice. Undo. I've had to write the word undo to uh some things that we're working on and realizing that we're undoing them. I know this is how this is how I get out this is how I get out of bed each and every day. I wish I wish it could be as simple I wish I could just say, you know, what to wear, um uh, what the makeup that's not my thing, the lashes that's not my thing. I met a gentleman yesterday that's trying to uh, launch some products. And I was excited to tell him, I said, listen, the newer names on the Forbes list all came through makeup and beauty. So do that. He was at the Facebook event trying to figure out how to grow his presence. Um, and one thing too, about the Facebook event, they also talked about the other apps that they have taken, which is like Instagram, WhatsApp, um, and the founders of those apps got Pretty much got the hell on they like, Mark Zuckerberg is not right. Um, I created this app. They have all kind of privacy and, you know, but pe- nobody requires privacy. Somebody, I, I shared an app. There's a new app called Wo No Low. I think it's it's called Work, Work Now Locally, W-O-N-O-L-O. Go look on my timeline, get the link, get the link. Don't come back, don't come back to me and tell me you registered for the app. And you didn't sign up, up under me because I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna hate you for it. Meaning I'm gonna highly anticipate the error. I already highly anticipate the error because that's how. And I don't know. I'm not. I don't deal with. A, I don't deal with a whole lot of people. I deal with black folk, and that's something that black people do. Okay. Now I'm pretty sure everybody does it, but I know that. And we oh value. There's a uh, a debate going on on the driver bus page. We picked up on this thing about. And it's being reiterated again. And usually at this time during football season, people always want to know why the HBCUs are not on television or don't have any of the, the top um, players and so forth. And why, why, how come top players don't, and I'm about to give y'all, how come black people don't go to HBCUs? And so the answer was attention. I got it written down here, choices and attention and normalize it. Undo, value. That's what I got. I, in every conversation you get in, or you start, or you participate in, you need to go, this is the criteria. Well, what were the choices? Right? Well, they had the HBCU and they had the P, what they call PWI, predominantly white institutions. Right? Which, is that still a thing? Okay? Because the immigrants is like, P, PWI about to be, and probably should be, predominantly white and immigrant. Okay? I'm just saying. Right? Anyway. So anyway, um, choices because of choices, but the value, one of the things is, is we keep trying to have this value uh, discussion, but we're not, we're not, we don't fully understand the math and how these things work. Just like when I told you I went to that gas station, there I was trying to buy gas, but I had to be mindful and respectful of the profit margin on the gas. Yeah. As a cuss, as a consumer, I was thinking, cause I'm not just a consumer. I manage businesses over here. Right. So I understood, oh, that, that. Stuff that they're buying, cause the reason it's up in the store is it's got a higher profit margin on it. So everybody's over there trying to assist them. They are gonna make me wait for my little profit margin on my little twenty dollars worth of gas, which is what I was buying. And no, I did not do the eighteen and or the seventeen and the three on the lottery. I'm like, I ain't won yet. I'm tired. I can't be doing this every day. I got to put that three dollars back. I got to start reimbursing, cause you know me, I I, I try to make back all that goes out, right? And I'm like, I had to chill for a minute. And then I bought those two falcons scratch off and they they lost just like the falcons I'm like wait a minute I got to figure this thing out you know I got to recoup right I'm all about recouping my value write that down let me get back to the story but back to the HBCUs is here's the thing this is why black people can't do time travel because we want to go back and fix stuff but we don't know where it clearly went wrong we don't know where it clearly went wrong so you can't just say uh, don't go to a PWI go to a HBCU, um uh, you gotta fix the attention that, that, that the athlete is going to get, right? You gotta fix the choices that the athlete is gonna have. You gotta fix the value system. And in that value system is a cost. And oftentimes when I speak with people, they don't understand the cost of things. It's hella expensive. It's exorbitantly uh it's enormously expensive to for a family. Uh even though they may say full scholarship um, there's still costs. There's a whole lot of students left here um, weeks ago on full scholarships. You hear them all talking they're getting, they're they one means and millions of dollars. Well, they don't get all that money. They don't take, get to take all that money with them to these institutions. And if you choose this institution over that one, then, you know, there's a variance. There's a oh, cost and a variance. Write that down. And I'm not even account, an accountant. I just know, learned some words, y'all. Okay, there are variances to that in what the, the living expenses and can we even just say the safety, you know, write that down, safety. Even when I told you the gas station story, I said even the young man asking me just for a quarter made me vulnerable in my safety. Not necessarily with him, but you, I'm like, you asking me for a quarter, my mind is like, you trying to distract me. I'm like, is somebody taking my car while you asking me for a quarter? Why are you? Y'all in this store. See, this is what I'm trying to figure out because now my mind racing. Y'all in this store asking all these questions about this merchandise distracting both of the tellers, because I don't know if they made the purchase or not, right? My car is out there vulnerable. Y'all and y'all got me waiting. I can't buy my gas because y'all got them asking them the price and all this stuff. And I'm like, and I get ready to go out of the store to go ahead and pump my gas. You didn't stop me. Man, excuse me, man. I'm like, no, you're not going to stop me. Can I have a quarter? I said no and kept it moving. I'm going to my car, right? And then luckily, this is an environment I feel safe because I know Oh, the other guys outside working because he's doing the shutdown because it's almost time for them to close. It's evening time. He's doing his evening chores, right? So, which he has a great contract there. I love that my brother and I had the contract at this gas station for 50, 15 years. I've been here. So, every night when I go get my gas, I might get my gas because he's out there doing the shutdown. So, anyway, I'm like, now I'm thinking, I'm like, well, damn, what was that? Did they even buy those products or were they just distracted? Why are you asking for a quarter, right? So, I go back to the car because... Safety is the thing, y'all. We all want these choices in life because we really want we want attention and we want to be safe. you know if you notice have y'all noticed in the marketing of how all the neighborhoods and all those things are changing, I, they want they, they'll say affordable, but they never say safety because I know in, in growing up in this city and apparently all around the country, affordable housing ain't has never really been the safest. Have y'all noticed that it's like it don't go hand in hand because people who end up in certain situations end up in situations without choices, and it it has been normalized that they will disadvantage other. That's why we have conversations about the poor, and you and you, they keep they they arrest each other, even before I'm like they poverty. People without choices, they turn on each other. They end up holding to other. It's like that horse. Tattered to the plastic chair, it's like, and I I spend I spend a lot of time telling people, you know, and I know I probably shouldn't, but I say I, I have to let them know, you know, people don't live like this. When I see somebody and I realize, like, if I could just show them a little bit more, you know, like if I could just show you, I would never forget I had the, the care of this young man, and uh, this is like when I was working with the students and stuff like that. I had the care of this young man, and we were going. I was taking him to a, um, an event. Three miles, y'all. Three miles from his domicile. I was taking this young man three miles. Hear me when I say this. Three, street as your boys say, the comedian, from his house, where he is never safe. His mama never let him outside. You know, all he ain't no telling what he hears when he don't get going nowhere. Three miles, y'all. Three. Not even outside, we didn't even leave it outside the perimeter, okay? Keep in mind, 285 is like right there. We're just going down a little bit, going to take a left. Um, a mile into it, he literally asked me, are we still in, and he listed in the neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah, his world changed in the first mile because he only gets to go the other way. Right, because didn't have no choices. It's like you know, he either they get on the bus or they get on the school bus and they go the other way. They don't even venture this way. Never even, never had never. And I'm talking about he wasn't a baby. Never really ventured this. Like you, I'm looking like, whoa, you never like. And when we get where are we going, turn down the street, and he was like, wow, he was just floor. He was like, what? Where are we going? What is this? Wow, are we? Still, he had not been. A mile in that direction and many of us haven't many of us even though we have the choice you know think about your commute you get in your commute you travel the highway and the byways you come home you don't go how many times have you ever not gotten off at your exit and driven the next five exits or how many of you don't want to do that how many of you have pulled up your goo your G, on your gps how many of you are pinched in pinched out just to see what was around you. Hell, I lived here. I kept saying, dang, this place gets foggy. This place, why does this place, why is there so much fog? And then I kept saying to myself, well, there's fog, there's water. Well, where is all this water? I didn't discover the water till three years ago. Like, man, there's water all around, not to mention the rock quarry, the holes, the holes in the earth, you know. And I was like, but it's not until I had the choice, because I didn't have the choice. I came home, I was exhausted. Weekends, I'm exhausted. I was in that work, 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 mode. Even though I was a blogger going out and experiencing all this stuff, all this stuff going on in the world, battery warning, we got to stop. We're at 52 minutes. Let's get this done. But I had the choices. He had no choice. He was, because safety wasn't a part of it. You can't go a um, mile. He's probably, listen, because the mile that he had was forced to go, it wasn't safe. So if it's not safe that way, I'm not going to venture that way. But going a mile in the other way was full of choices. It was full of amazing attention. There were things normalized going a mile in the other direction that should have been a part of his life because it would undo, and I'm reading my list, it would undo the mindset that he had. So imagine if his world, his world completely changed in a mile. Can you imagine the things, that how he was oohing and on in two miles? Can you imagine... Spending the day just three miles from his home, how it opened up a world for him where he then desired more. He then, uh, because his mother was like, that used to be, that used to be their lives. They, she wanted her son to partake in this, to experience this, and it's okay if he goes a mile in that direction, because I never let him go a mile this way, because uh, cause she had been placed in an affordable community. She had been placed in an affordable community that had taken away the choices and the only attention they could get was the negative attention because there were things that were normal in, her, in this affordable community that should, be, should not be normal to anybody, right? But there was a way, the way to undo that was to go a mile in the other direction because the value system, which is on the list, the value system was different. Where people, they made money, and they spent money, but they recouped their costs, right? They didn't live with the kind of variances that existed at the mile market that they lived in. So let me move. To you. Her thing was I, I know we both can't go, but if I could just send him with you, okay? Because looking at what the choices you made that your son had, take him. Take him a mile in that direction. Because I'm telling, okay, tell him, y'all got to let these young people see the world. And we're not even talking about the world. We're talking about three. I'm, I'm like, can he just go just three miles? But this is what, this is the fear that people live with. But in just three miles, there's a different value system. In three miles, the cost is recouped. The variance is on. And guess what? It's safety. Just three miles from where you are, it's hella safe. But in that three miles... There's such a difference that had just beat down on them that their choices were so limited. And they had this dream, one day they're going to get back there. We're going to get back there. Let me tell you, today I just wanted to wake up with choices. I wanted to get to this point, and I had to go through a lot to get to this point, to wake up with choice, I want a podcast in the morning. I want to have a conversation out loud. I want to be able to say what I want to say, and in in order to say what I want to say, like, you know, talking about the leadership the way I just did, um, there are certain things that I have to live with, and there are certain things I have to live without. But I don't mind those things that I have to live without in order to say because I want the choice to be able to say what I want to say. I want to say that some things should not be normal. Some things should not be normal. And if we want the best athletes to go to the best uh, HBCUs, it's not just getting that athlete to, to... give up their choices, they give up their attention, okay? It, it, you got to go to these schools and, and, and help these schools to fix the situations that they're in, that even if all of us became philanthropic, if all of us became philanthropic and poured all kind of money, in, and I, I've talked to uh, a former president, and I know a lot of I don't know him. They see me coming, they're like, oh, Lord, here she come. she got questions. And we ask her a question because she's going to be live. Right, so I've talked to them, Um but I remember asking, and not dropping name or dropping game. I remember asking. I think I probably had this conversation with Julianne Malvo, uh who used to be uh, president of Benedict, I believe. And I remember having, you know, when Morehouse has been been running through presidents quickly. One, I talked to one of them. I've even had the conversation with the President. A little bit of the conversation, and it's out there because you know I was I'm always live, but the, uh, President of Clark Atlanta. Um, and this is the question I always have for them, you know, like if we do, like, because we don't, we, we're just inconsistent in our giving that the, the way in which these institutions were founded, we don't think that way anymore. All of them, when they, when there's a reason they call it an HBCU, because there's some black colleges and universities out there, they're not historic. Because there's a reason that they're called HBCUs and there's only X amount of them because of how they were started, who they were started by, when they were started, and what they were started on. And most of them, all of them, most of them were started on nothing. Started on a down, started in a room, started in a church, started with a woman washing, one of them started with a woman washing clothes, started with a woman making a couple of sacrifices and choices and educating people and therefore it began, built, 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 talking about Bethune, uh, built and built and built and became, you know, one of the best schools now. Got one of the best bands now, and everybody wants to graduate from that. But you need to go back, go back. See, remember how we started. Remember I talked about the reason why I know uh, about the 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 flooding and the choice the choices people had to flood this town and to flood that town because John H Johnson, who was the founder of Ebony and Jet, um, talked about his town, them flooding his town. It, like it didn't rain. Okay, they opened the dam. I think um, it didn't. There were no hurricanes, you know. Then there was a storm at that time. Cause this is why I couldn't find, I couldn't understand how people got caught up with Katrina because you've had generation after generation after generation that have dealt with this. And one thing we do is pass on those stories. Like, how did we get caught up this time? Because we don't, we stop believing that these things, that disenfranchising and marginalizing people, is the one thing that's normalized in America. So therefore, we ended up with a generation that didn't understand that this could also happen again. Because if you listen to the man's the man's a uh, 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 memoir or uh, documentaries on him, he talks about being pulled from the water, his family being pulled, saved from the water as they were getting ready to drown. And then, and his mother decided, I got to have more choices than this. You know, his His mom made, his mom decided me and my baby got to have more choices than this. And therefore they went north, um, even though everybody else is like, you got to stay, stay here, we got to stay here. And she's like, no. There's something that's out there. I want more for this young man that I got to raise. Either you come on, because I'm gone. And she was gone, and the husband came later, the stepfather. The stepfather, mind you, came later. She was like, I got to go because I need more for this man. And making that choice, look at how many choices and attention he paid to uh, to normalize the lifestyle that many people live just through looking through the magazine. He went on to become the greatest storyteller, satisfying, the curiosity of a generation, the boomer generation. Um, the boomer generation, every generation after that, the boomer generation is who, was who they were because they had somebody satisfying their curiosity, normalizing, putting it on the front cover, putting it inside the magazines, normalize the innovation, the ideas, the, um, the achievements. You know, if you wanna if you wanna you want these uh black because i 'cause I'm gonna take it, do y'all know <laughs> wait, you talk about you want black athletes to go to HBCUs? Have y'all seen the basketball team? When homeboy was like, guess what school I go to? I'm like, Okay, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh let me think. I mean literally, big six foot maybe he was seven feet, I don't know. Guess and they were like and, and, and Y'all, I promise you, I promise you. They no, the young girl said, "Guess what school he goes to," and I'm thinking, cause you know we, I'm like, okay, you know, you say, Georgia State, Georgia Tech. He said, he, I said, he said he played basketball, and I'm like, okay, well, Georgia State, Georgia Tech. I'm naming all the PWIs, right? And he said, no. He says, what? He says, first, what do you think I am? I couldn't tell. He was, he, was, I, I can't remember what he said. When He said Morehouse. I was like, "Okay." He was one of the star basketball players over there at Morehouse, and I don't, I can't, I, I'm gonna say it wrong if I try to tell you what his, his nationality was. Um, but he was from very far away, very pale skin. He was gorgeous, gorgeous guy, seven feet tall. He goes to Morehouse, so. One thing I think about, I think about, um, and I, I don't want to say, I, I, I don't know, I'm not even going to say because I don't know how to formulate it right now. But I think in trying to figure this out, and trying to figure out the start, first of all, if you want to make a change in something, you've got to go back and look at how it started. you got to go back and look if you want. And, and there's a friend of mine that is uh, that does the broadcasting of whatever HBCUs will allow him to broadcast. Those games, and I know now they're going to be on on channel uh, on one of the auxiliary channels. But uh, there's a friend of mine that I have for years run a channel of these games. Um, but it's all about the attention. But if you want to change something, particularly who goes where, you got to go back and look at how these things started. And if you, if we are no longer doing what was necessary in the beginning, then the end, the outcome in the end is going to be what it is. And so if we have that concern, it's not enough to say that black athletes should just go to HBCUs. It's like we got to figure out how they end up not going to HBCUs. One of the reasons is, well, communities don't pour financially into um, superstars or, you know, go back and watch Cornbread Earl and me. OK, I mean, I'm just saying it's like we we want at, we, we want them to have this great give back when we're not giving. Right. They're not going with going off to school or going off into whatever world they're going off into with the sense of community that we used to have. So when you talk about the way something used to be or a community used to be or a school used to be. Um, why was it that? And is, the, is, it, can it, is, is it not that way now? Because there are other aspects that we don't do now, okay? If you, if you did all this scholarship money out there, if you never gave it to one of those um, endowment funds, that the, one of these scholarships. I remember I was brought in to blog about one, uh, uh, an endowment fund um, that was raised. I think it was the Izzy Davis uh, they, they created, when Ozzy Davis passed, they created an endowment fund um, that would support sort of education. I mean, hell, I have been live at the galas, doing the auctions, and people are just not reaching in there. I, I had to, like, stop going to the event, I promise you. I didn't even go last year. And I'm, and I'm debating on going this year because it has become a, just such a spectacle Trying to get people to, I'm like, why are you here if you didn't come to help raise money? Or to be, you know, I'm, I'm like, why y'all ain't walking in with these checks? I, I mean, the last one, the last one they had Tyrese doing, I don't know why they had Tyrese. Because usually they, they have a professional um, auctioneer and a professional person to get that money. But this time, that last the year the last one that I went to, it wasn't last year. The last one that I went to, they thought celebrity was going to be able to do it, and they had all these celebrities up in there. All the PR people, you know, had sent all their all their faces and things like that. But, you know, all eyes are on you. Look to see if you're going to reach in your pocket. And people are not reaching in their pocket. So, you know, and these schools are not getting. But it comes back to choices and attention. But even before the choices, because the choices come with the cost and the variances and how to recruit the value, you know. Choice is about the value, and there's so many places that we can look at we don't see the value, don't show the value, don't bring the value, don't add the value. It's like, where is the value? And too often, we, this is the thing that black people do, we always think that value comes in the end, and that's not it. Because if, first of all, and I'm going to write this down, investment. The investment is just not there. Everything you go through your day to day and say you want this. It's like how much are you willing to invest in it. Right. We all want these outcomes and we all think that that is the matter, manner of measurement. And it is not. It's all about the investment. And we have too many communities. We have too we have too much to lose out there, y'all, because of the investment that's not there. On that note, as I told you, it would be uh, a great podcast. And I know it's called How to Get Out of Bed, but this is how I get out of bed. I get out of bed looking for looking for the value in life. I, I get out of bed looking for the value in another day. I get out of bed better, best, when I have choices. Because there are some days I wake up and I have exhausted all whole opportunity. And I no longer have other choices than I'm faced with. The decisions that we have to make, right? We got decisions to be made. I'm going to write that down. Your choices, from the top to the bottom, your choices depend on the decisions that you have made. If you feeling like today is not going to be your day, what decisions have you made? How have you invested in those decisions? That is going to... Talk about your choices. If you out there, if you mad that somebody got a better choice than you, don't get mad that they that their outcome was a better choice than yours. Get mad at the decision that you made not to invest the way they did. Uh, and hopefully you're, you're not admiring. Hopefully you have not been so normalized in admiring people that are, that are not doing the best. Okay? Because some of y'all are admiring the wrong thing. And you're divesting, regressing, as opposed to anyway. So, all right, let me go. Uh, let me, I'm, I'm actually throwing back the cover, stretching my legs out. You want more choices today? In fact, here's our exercise. Let me give you the exercise for those waiting on the exercise. Okay, when you find yourself having to make a choice, and if it's not the choice that you want, like man, I can only get this, or I can only do that, I can only go this far. Go back and look at on your list. Write down what, what decision caused that. And what did you invest in? What did you, not somebody else, because we talk about it all the time. Man, somebody else should have did this. No, what decision did you make and make? And what investment did you make? Like right now, I really want the $7 lunch special. And I'm like, first of all, let me make sure I got my $7 cash. And uh and hopefully they post the special that I want. I just thought about it. it's Wednesday. Uh, it is Wednesday, right? Or is it Thursday? I hope it's Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. So anyway... That's those are the choices. I want I want nice lunch choices. So I got to make sure my app is updated. I got to make sure I'm gonna get the lunch notification, and I'm gonna be ready and done with recording these things. I got to record so I can go and have a nice lunch because I think it's I think it's ooh I think it's a catfish day. I don't know. There's an app. There's a a, a local local business in my area that posts lunch specials um every day, but I I, I have the choice on Wednesday to be local enough in the neighborhood to go and participate in this lunch. And so now I'm waiting and see what they post. If it's a good, if it's a good choice, I'm going to go. I want, I want to, I want it to be normal that I, Get to indulge in such a way. For those of you looking for us cooking, I'm gonna post a video I went to a cooking class last night. So I probably won't cook yet. I know I don't. I, I know it seems like I keep putting this thing off, only because I got some other deadlines and some other things that we're trying to do before we get started. But I did go to a cooking class last night. Uh, it was awesome and amazing. And if you have a family, you can sign up. It's a free. Uh, cooking class, and it goes over a period, I think, of three weeks, and you go in, you and your family learn how to make healthy uh, meals, how to use alternatives, how to expand your your choices. And they made this, and let me tell you, they made this uh, 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 uh hamburger, cheesy hamburger bake, but it, they incorporated all these different vegetables so that you can uh, um, change up the portions that we eat, right? And so we learn what a portion size should be based on who you are, basically the size of your palm, your portion size. And then also, like, I know when we do a lot of the pasta dishes, we go real heavy on the meat, so they dial back the meat part. Some people went full veg vegan, but they just kind of dialed it back and talked about how to portion it. They added in the more vegetables. A lot of us don't do that, especially when we do the cheesy baked, like the spaghetti and things like that, like how many of you are putting? some vegetables up in there um and so forth so we learned that and i love going because i learned some learn new techniques you know uh, but it's for families i just go to do a little bit of social media for them because i said once i go in the kitchen i wanted to have also a level of advocacy so i try to partner with different groups that are doing different things with food uh so with, and, and, and interesting enough it's called choices kitchen and my thing today is choices wake up choices see you never know how, how life is trying to come full circle for you. So I, I learned that at Choices. And then on top of that, we did, did the Apple Crisp. Um, we did Apple Crisp. And then there was something else. I think it was the third thing. But I have to go back and look. I have to go back and look at the video. And then I had the choice to go and spend the day at the Facebook event. Thank goodness it fell on one of my Choices days, So I was able to make that choice. Um, but if you want to know what's going on with the world, y'all, everybody out here wants a little bit of attention. Everybody out here just wants some attention. And that is the one thing that we deny people all the time. We deny people attention. And people end up going to extremes trying to get attention. If you saw that post I posted about the singer, like, oh, that's an extreme way to get attention. And we don't want people to have to make those decisions. We don't on on just trying to get attention. You're talking about your black athletes going to HBCUs. That's a decision you know we want them to make that decision, but there's a whole lot more we need to have in place. Stop trying to tell them they need to go to better that institution or to bring more attention to that institution. That institution needs to make more decisions, get more investments to attract these young people, right? We always want somebody to make the make a sacrifice. And it's unequal. It's just unequal. And I don't want I don't want you to have to make a decision to stay on here any longer than I have kept you already. Um, and thank you, those that, that listen live. Thank you for those that catch the podcast and listen on demand. And if I wake up, good Lord willing, the creek don't rise, and, and I get the breath of life tomorrow, we'll be back because this is a daily podcast. And if you want to know more, All you got to do is go to DryerBuzz.com, and there you can decide where you like to follow all of our amazing content. Because only one thing we have done is we have absolutely normalized the fact that anybody can tell their story and get attention. All right? I mean, do me one more favor. You know, here's where I need you to go and give me some attention. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. (laughs)